How would you like a 15% discount to my daily email, the stack of stuff, the show notes, discounts to the conference, all of that? All you need to do is text the word SHOW to 33777. You'll get the annual subscription with a 15% discount to my daily email. You'll get the stack of stuff, the links to the show notes, discounts to the conference, and so much more. All you have to do is text the word SHOW, S-H-O-W, to 33777. Text SHOW to 33777. Welcome to the Eric Erickson Show podcast, Hour One. Hello, America. Welcome. It is Eric Erickson here across the nation and a big day on this show in particular. If you are in Tulsa, Oklahoma, listening to KRMG or Dayton, Ohio, listening to WHIO or in Jacksonville, Florida, listening to WOKV. I've been on in the evenings there and as of today, live noon to 3 p.m., And if you're listening to one of those stations when I'm normally on, you're hearing me telling you that, hey, guess what? I'm on live now, midday in your market. Welcome. It is Eric Erickson here. The phone number, if you want to be on the program, 877-973-7425. For those of you listening, you're like, who is this guy? Well, I want to begin with a story. As we talk about Mitch McConnell, you can get a sense of it. Uh, As the editor of redstate.com for a decade, I am a longtime critic of Mitch McConnell. In fact, there are a lot of people online, on on TV and on radio who are laughing about McConnell's end as Senate Republican leader. He will step down in November. And unlike every single one of them, I have actually paid a price for opposing Mitch McConnell. It, it's it's very interesting to hear and see the people puffing up their chests, denouncing Mitch McConnell. It cost them nothing. I was a Fox News contributor for five years. And in 2014, as editor of RedState.com, began uh, an effort to draft Matt Bevan to run against Mitch McConnell and primary him. We were successful in getting Bevin into the race. I helped him raise money. And Roger Ailes, then the president of Fox News, informed me that if I continued down this path, I would never appear on Fox News again. Oh, I continued down the path. Uh, And for two years, actually, uh, was not on Fox. They took me off. And I I was essentially... Because of my contract, I couldn't go on any other network. I I got no exposure whatsoever on TV. And at that time, as I was growing my career, TV exposure was a a useful uh, tool to help me grow. And I was denied it by Roger Ailes for daring to criticize openly and publicly Mitch McConnell. Ailes, you see, had been Mitch McConnell's campaign manager in 1984. And Elaine Chow, Mitch McConnell's wife, was on the board of directors of Fox's parent corporation. And I was perfectly happy to be denied the ability to be on Fox because I could wage jihad against Mitch McConnell, and I lost. And what I learned is that Mitch McConnell doesn't care. Mitch McConnell never cared about that. And this is the thing you have to understand about Mitch McConnell. He does not care that you don't like him. He does not care that I don't like him. 
He does not care because he's too busy putting points on the board for you and me that we probably don't appreciate. I wage lots of fights with my conservative friends in the House of Representatives and the Senate against Mitch McConnell. I was one of the early guys to champion Mitch McConnell while uh, Mitch McConnell champion Marco Rubio while Mitch McConnell was back in Charlie Crist in Florida. McConnell sent one of his own campaign team members down to Florida to help Charlie Crist. I had Marco Rubio at my very first gathering in Atlanta in 2009 and raised money for him, and we beat McConnell. McConnell was backing uh, a candidate in Kentucky, and I sided with Rand Paul, who won. In Texas, McConnell backed David Dewhurst, then the lieutenant governor. I backed Ted Cruz, and Cruz won. In Utah, I can't even remember the guy's name who challenged Mike Lee, and, and I was an early adopter of Mike Lee, championed him, fundraised for him. Mike Lee won. At the ballot box and among candidates and conservatives, we conservatives could be successful against Mitch McConnell, but he kept winning in the Senate, and he did not care about us. He does not care about your complaints. He does not care about my complaints. He did not care about how vilified he would be by Republicans or Democrats, and he didn't care about his popularity either. He didn't care that Republicans and conservatives would attack him on the campaign trail and and would conservatives in the Republican Party would do to him what they did to Nancy Pelosi. Didn't care. He didn't care that Democrats would go on television attacking him as the worst politician in America. He does not care that to this day Mitch McConnell has the worst popularity of the lowest popularity of any national political figure. Mitch McConnell is more unpopular than Kamala Harris, and that takes some doing. He has a 21% national popular approval rating. He doesn't care. He's elected by the people of Kentucky, who have been returning him to the Senate more than any other senator in that Commonwealth's 232-year history. He cares about his opinion in Kentucky. He cares about Kentucky. He doesn't care about national opinion polls. He doesn't care about conservative complaints. He doesn't care about Democrat complaints. All Mitch McConnell has to do is care about the people of Kentucky and a majority of the Republicans in the United States Senate. As an appropriator, McConnell learned how to cobble deals together and build coalitions to get votes. He took that skill to the Republican leader's office after Bill Frist stepped aside. He would often sacrifice conservative priorities to keep Susan Collins and Lisa Murkowski and back in the day, Olympia Snow comfortable. He'd keep these liberal and moderate Republicans happy and they would make deals that conservatives hated. And then they kept McConnell in charge of the conference. And in turn, McConnell, for his part, mostly managed to keep the Republicans in the majority and block Democrat judges, and confirm Republican judges. McConnell understood something that sometimes conservatives forget. A Republican majority, for better or worse, has the power to block the administrative state and to build a judiciary with no term limits and no elections. And he didn't care about you or me, but he cared very deeply about that. Now, I've heard people say over the last number of years about McConnell, well, any Republican would do what McConnell did. But you have to really ignore 
the Senate Republican leaders to say that with a straight face because the Senate Republican leaders before McConnell never prioritized packing judges into the courts as quick as possible and waging jihad against bureaucratic appointees. McConnell would cut the throats that Trent Lott, Bill Frist, and Bob Dole would never dream of cutting. He was perfectly happy to be the bad guy, too. He was the bad guy on campaign finance reform. He was the bad guy on killing gun control. And he was the bad guy who denied Merrick Garland even a hearing before the United States Senate. In fact, McConnell was safely reelected in Kentucky during that time, and McConnell decided he would deny Garland a hearing so every other Republican who was on the ballot could denounce McConnell, vilify McConnell, attack McConnell, and no, McConnell would still be Horatius at the gates. Who would stand on either hand and hold that bridge with him? Didn't matter. He'd do it himself. The Republicans could vilify him, knowing Merrick Garland wouldn't get a hearing, and he saved the United States Supreme Court because of it. And you may not like Mitch McConnell. You may denounce Mitch McConnell, as I have, and I paid a price for it, but I recognize McConnell saved the U.S. Supreme Court. If you think other Republicans could have or would have done what McConnell did, you have no idea and display, display complete ignorance about what happened behind closed doors to keep Jeff Flake of Arizona in line with Brett Kavanaugh and to keep Susan Collins from bolting on Brett Kavanaugh. If you think other Republicans could have done what Mitch McConnell did, you got no grasp of how the Senate typically flows and how McConnell expedited and ran through Amy Coney Barrett after Ruth Bader Ginsburg died in the waning days of Republican control of the Senate in 2020. Any single Republican president of the United States, not just Donald Trump, any Republican president would have picked a Gorsuch, a Kavanaugh, or a Barrett. Bob Dole, nor Bill Frist, nor Trent Lott would ever have moved heaven and earth to get him to the bench as quickly as Mitch McConnell did. Mitch McConnell is the same age as Joe Biden. In his waning days in the Senate, he's setting a trap for Joe Biden. If Mitch McConnell at the same age as Joe Biden can step aside, why can't Joe Biden? But also, I got to say this, as a longtime critic of Mitch McConnell who paid a professional price for opposing him, I'm also an admirer of what he's done. I've never met him. I've never had a conversation with him. But he's won. He's beaten me. He's beaten my friends. He has been ruthless in his advance. And what do we have to show for it? The end of Roe versus Wade a 6-3 United States Supreme Court, a Republican-appointed majority in six, count them, six of the courts of appeals, a blocking of the Paris Accord, killing climate change legislation, killing every piece of gun control legislation that has come before the United States Senate with bipartisan support. In fact, the last major gun control piece of legislation that came before the United States Senate, Mitch McConnell rushed down to claim to support it and then using his support made it absolutely impossible for it to pass. He killed every piece of gun control legislation. He killed campaign finance reform. Mitch McConnell killed a lot more than he propped up and saved, but he engineered Donald Trump's tax cuts to be able to pass. You may hate him, but you love Donald Trump's tax cuts. It wouldn't have gotten through the Senate without the structural way Mitch McConnell played the game to get it through on reconciliation. You can say he should have done more to advance conservative positions. I agree with that completely. But he advanced an idea 
that I have come to terms with believing is the right idea. And it is that it's far better to have Republicans control the Senate and to have to put up with Susan Collins and Lisa Murkowski than to have Chuck Schumer and the Democrats control the Senate blocking conservative judges or advancing Democratic judges. McConnell would have kept the United States Senate in Republican hands, except in 2021, Donald Trump convinced 200 or 427,205 Republicans in Georgia that there was no reason to go vote in Republican Senate runoffs because they would be stolen, and Republicans in Georgia stayed home and didn't vote in the runoffs. And Raphael Warnock and John Ossoff got elected. It was Republicans, 700,000 people who voted in the general election in 2020 did not show up for the Senate runoffs in Georgia in 2021. 427,205 of them precisely were registered Republicans. And when surveyed, more than three-quarters of those people, those Republicans said, well, what was the point? Donald Trump and the Republicans in Georgia said it was going to be stolen, so why go vote? I'd prefer Washington, D.C. do nothing but it's always going to do something, and that's something McConnell understands that a lot of conservatives forget. And he's willing to allow Washington to do things. Often he's willing to allow advances of legislation I don't like, but in the process, in the back room, get things that I do like and that you like. We have the luxury as conservatives of cheering on his retirement, but when you look at back in history, look at Bill Frist, look at Trent Lott, look at Bob Dole, look at every Republican leader who's come before him since Everett Dirksen, we as conservatives have actually gotten more points on the board for our policy positions and a 6-3 Supreme Court. So don't judge him in the vacuum of it's McConnell alone. Judge him with Bill Frist and Bob Dole and Trent Lott. He's been way more effective for conservatives than then, even as we may hate him, even as we may vilify him, but he doesn't care. What he cares about is a long game that more often than not conservatives forget you're supposed to play. Conservatives forget about the long game. We've gotten so transactional. We've gotten so tactical, not strategic. Mitch McConnell's a a strategist, and he puts points on the board for the long term. We have a 6-3 Supreme Court majority because he was willing to be vilified nationally by everyone by blocking Merrick Garland. So what do we have at the end of the day? Roe versus Wade is dead, and the legislative filibuster is alive largely because of Mitch McConnell. He's the longest-serving senator from the Commonwealth of Kentucky. He's the longest-serving Republican leader in the history of the United States Senate. And he is a giant in American political leadership. And you may not like him, but he doesn't care. What he cares about is what he got. Majority on the United States Supreme Court and the death of Roe v. Wade. And that should matter for every one of you, whether you like him or not. Welcome back. It is Eric Erickson here across the nation live now. In Jacksonville on WOKV, Dayton, WHIO, Tulsa, Oklahoma, KRMG. Happy to be with you guys live. Uh, You'll probably hear me in my old-time slot uh, for a little while longer as well, but just a reminder, if you're listening in the evenings and you hear my voice, you can start listening midday and you'll hear my voice live. Taking your phone calls, 877-973-7425. This is Ron DeSantis a short time ago. And so we're now sitting here decades later, and you've had – Epstein, and then Maxwell is actually in prison in Florida, and yet nothing else has ever happened uh, with any of this. How is that possible, given the magnitude of what was going on? And what was going on in Florida 
was only a fraction of what was happening because you had activities and abuse in New York City, in, in the Virgin Islands. And, and this was a massive, massive operation here. If it only came through on one side of your speech, same thing, um, his microphone was was off, but he's releasing all the documents Florida has about the Epstein investigation, something the feds have not done. Uh, He is going to do this. He says, quote, uh, to not have justice on this is something that's been a, a big black spot on our justice system. And why did that happen? Because you had somebody that was very rich and well-connected that was able to engineer an outcome that the average citizen would likely never have been able to do, and that's wrong. Happening now, um, that is um, Ron DeSantis speaking in Florida. When we come back, the Supreme Court of the United States has agreed to hear Jack Smith's uh, petition on whether or not Donald Trump should be able to stand trial for what happened on January 6th. Progressives are in an absolute meltdown. Jack Smith wanted this. Why are progressives in a meltdown? Because it's becoming increasingly clear they don't actually care about anything other than using these cases to try to shape the election. The Supreme Court hearing now possibly puts that off. Right now, listen, uh, let me talk to you business owner to business owner. If you're a business owner, let me talk to you because I am one. And you hire your employees to be good at their job, not necessarily good at using their computer. And oftentimes they don't want to get help because they think they're supposed to know it and they don't. Um, For $179 a year, you as a business owner can hire Vision Computers to be your essentially IT department so your employees can call Vision Computers anytime without you knowing about it and Ask their questions about their computer, get their email resolved, their printer support resolved. It's only $179 per year. Brilliant. You go to visioncomputers.com or you call them at 404-COMPUTE. Any one of you nationwide can do this, by the way. You can do it individually. You can do it as a business. It's just $179 a year. If you've gotten your computer from Vision Computers, of course, you don't have to pay that fee. Visioncomputers.com or 404 Compute. They can build you a laptop, a desktop, a workstation, a server, even a gaming PC like we got in my house. Then they can also be your IT department. Visioncomputers.com, 404 Compute. Call them today. Tell them I sent you. Hello and welcome. It is Eric Erickson here across the United States of America, Dayton, Tulsa, Jacksonville. Thank you for having me live now. Um, Y'all can tune in every day. At noon to 3 Eastern, 11 to 2 Central, and uh, get the show. You can text the word ERIC, E-R-I-C-K, to 33777 and get the list of links for the show notes, the live stream, the podcast, the social media links. Hey, my new pizza oven comes tomorrow, so follow me on Instagram as I set this sucker up and start cooking. And it's it's not really a pizza. It's just an outdoor oven, but it's for making pizza and bread and stuff. And I'm going to have fun with it. Until Sunday, when I have to go to Washington with a bunch of 8th and ninth graders. <laughs> Pray. Now, rarely do people give away the game as explicitly as the left is doing now. Let me set the stage for you. In December, Jack Smith, the special prosecutor, asked the Supreme Court to hear an appeal of a district court uh, matter on immunity and whether or not Donald Trump had immunity 
for his actions on January 6th. And the Supreme Court declined. It was taken up instead by the Court of Appeals in Washington, D.C., the D.C. Circuit. The D.C. Circuit made their decision a few weeks ago, and Donald Trump filed an appeal. And now the Supreme Court has decided they're going to take it. And the left, which wanted the Supreme Court to take it back in December, is now furious that the Supreme Court is doing what they wanted back in December. Listen to Chris Hayes on MSNBC. I want to be crystal clear here about the import and significance of today's news, because I think a lot of the reporting has missed this. What happened today? This one-page order looks anodyne, right? It is an unmistakable sign from the MAGA majority of the Trump-created court that they are with him, that they are going to use their power to make sure he does not face trial in an election year for attempting to end American democracy. We can just stop that whiner right there. Here's Adam Schiff with Wolf Blitzer on CNN It's hard to understand the decision, Wolf, except uh, that it is likely some of the justices simply want to assist Donald Trump in delaying the resolution of this case in the hope of pushing his trial off uh, past the election. Uh, If that were to happen, then, of course, Donald Trump would try to, if successful in the election, make the whole case go away. And I say that uh, as a very likely motivation uh, for some of these justices because there's no reason to take this case. The legal and constitutional issues are not difficult. If a president was immunized uh, in trying to overturn a presidential election, that would mean that any subsequent president could call out the military, could seize ballot boxes, and if they were ever prosecuted for it, they would be held immune. Notice their, their entire grievance with the Supreme Court is because it will help Donald Trump escape trial in an election year. That's what all of this is about. They want a trial in an election year because they want to use this to shape the election. It has nothing to do with wanting justice. It has nothing to do with any of that. They're trying to use it to stop Donald Trump's election. I have been saying for a very long time now, the Democrats were trying to grasp for silver bullets to stop Donald Trump. There are no silver bullets to stop Donald Trump. You've got a a dementia-addled patient who is running against Donald Trump, who don't look now, is behind in every single swing state, according to the polling averages, all seven swing states. He won six of the, or no, he won all seven last time. He's behind in all seven this time, Joe Biden is. What the Supreme Court, in fact, I, I, I would venture to say, and for those of you who are new here, I was not only a lawyer, I know constitutional law. The Supreme Court rarely jumps ahead of courts of appeals. There's a process. You may not like it, and it is not fast, but a district court's decisions are appealed to a court of appeals, and the court of appeals is appealed to the Supreme Court. Rarely does the Supreme Court jump, uh, skip the court of appeals. They go through the court of appeals first. That's what happened here. They're following the process. To say this is out of line, that this is MAGA helping, you know how you know that it's not MAGA helping Donald Trump, because there's no dissent. There's no dissent. Katanji Brown-Jackson or Katanji Jackson-Brown, Elena Kagan, Sonia Sotomayor, they could have written a dissent. 
Sam Alito does it all the time. Clarence Thomas does it all the time on these decisions. And they did not dissent. They said nothing. These people, and listen, it's MSNBC, so of course they are stupid people watching. For, to listen to Chris Hayes talk about this, they're trying to get some of these Supreme Court justices killed, I guess, in, in their rhetoric of it, trying to make it sound like they're, they're these partisan agitators, this MAGA court created by Donald Trump. Actually, if you read the order from the Supreme Court, it is extremely likely that they're going to rule against him. Why? Because... The way they ordered the case. Yes, the way they ordered the case. It's extremely important that you understand the flow of cases and the decisions of cases. Because here is what the Supreme Court said they're going to do. They're only going to address one issue. They want a briefing on this one issue. And I quote, Does a former president enjoy immunity from criminal prosecution for conduct alleged to involve official acts during his tenure in office? Alleged to have been official. That's a really high burden. And one they're probably not going to do. This is from the Washington Post. The brief unsigned order issued in the immunity case said the justices are not expressing a view on the merits of the case and would consider only the question of whether and if so, to what extent does a former president enjoy presidential immunity from criminal prosecution for conduct alleged to involve official acts during his tenure in office? Whether and if so, to what extent does he enjoy immunity? Remember the standard here that the Trump team argued in the Court of Appeals. That if the president is not impeached by Congress and removed from office, he can never suffer criminal prosecution. That was the standard Donald Trump's lawyers argued. Not me. I'm not making that up. Remember the scenario that was then thrown out. What if the president of the United States sent SEAL Team 6 to assassinate his political rival in a campaign. And the lawyer for Donald Trump argued that should such an unlikely event occur, the Congress would obviously impeach the president of the United States and then he could be prosecuted. And one of the judges on the Court of Appeals asked, what if he begins assassinating members of the Congress so they can't vote to impeach him? And the lawyer had no answer for it, walked into the trap and had no answer for it. And so the Court of Appeals' argument was that in this particular case, the president can be prosecuted. They weren't making a claim as, as to the broadness of it. Now, of course, the Supreme Court wants to resolve this issue, but they were never going to jump ahead of the Court of Appeals. The Supreme Court wants to resolve the issue because, you know, in a lot of third world countries, they give blanket immunity to presidents and the result is that a bunch of presidents get into office and, and become third world dictator uh, kleptocrats who steal and rob from the people and do all sorts of awful things and then leave office and you can't touch them. 
I have a hard time believing a majority of the United States Supreme Court is going to say that no president can ever be prosecuted for crimes in office. The phrasing here that's so interesting to me is whether and if so, to what extent does a former president enjoy presidential immunity from criminal prosecution for conduct alleged to involve official acts during his tenure? Alleged to involve official acts. So Jack Smith still has an opening to say this wasn't an official act. This was a campaign event, this speech, and these probings to states about the election. This was about his reelection, and a campaign event has long been held under American jurisprudence to be separate from an official act. So campaigning is not an official act of the presidency. And uh, arguing about the election, what Trump will argue is that, well, he's the president of the United States. He needs to ensure the integrity of federal elections. And the response to that will be, well, we have that mechanism in place. The states are overseen by the states. It's the role of the governors of the states to ensure the integrity of the elections and the Congress to vet the process. The president of the United States has no role to play. And legally, that is the actual answer based on Supreme Court precedent. This idea, though, that, that, oh, we're just dragging it out. See, these guys, they really have believed and they're increasingly coming to the realization that Joe Biden doesn't have what it takes to stop Donald Trump. So they need some other means to stop Donald Trump. They need a suit. And they had a couple of good suits, they thought. One of those suits was in Georgia. One of those suits involved Fawny Willis. And, well, she's kind of screwed that up in Georgia because she had the relationship with the guy down in Georgia, Nathan Wade. And the more that comes out there, the worse that case looks. And as that looks worse and worse for her, well, they go back to Jack Smith. They still, by the way, have the documents case. But notice they don't talk about the documents case. They don't talk about the documents case in large part in Florida because the judge there actually is giving them, well, a little more hostile. A little more hostile to the things they want. The judge in Florida is not nearly as transactionally for the left as the judge in Washington, D.C., is the, is the district court judge in Washington, D.C. So they've given up hope on the documents case coming to trial anytime soon and being a conviction for Donald Trump. They, they've, got to, they, they, they've, they've got to pin their hopes on Jack Smith to get something. They, look, and you know what's notable here? What's really notable is how they've abandoned all hope on Alvin Bragg getting anything out of New York. Notice they're not even talking about that one. That one's supposed to go to trial before everything else. And they're just flat out abandoning any ability for Jack Smith to do anything, or for Alvin Bragg, rather, to do anything to help him. In large part because they know just how terrible, just how awful that case is. Their best hope has been Jack Smith. And because the Supreme Court is going to do what they wanted them to do, but not on the timetable the left wanted, 
Now they've got to tell everyone that the Supreme Court is in the tank for Donald Trump, and it's clearly not true based on what they're going to hear. That idiot Jen Rubin at the Washington Post even realizes this. Chris Hayes knows it too. Adam Schiff knows it too. But they got to play to their base and hope that maybe one of their members of the base sets himself on fire in front of the Supreme Court or something. I mean, they're really going all out on self-immolation right now. They're hoping maybe one of them takes out a Supreme Court justice along the way. The shrill rhetoric from the left is going to get a justice killed, and they don't care because Joe Biden would get to appoint the replacement. It's dangerous times we live in, particularly with the incendiary rhetoric of the left. But, oh, my gosh, Donald Trump mean-tweeted. Recently, 10 regional banks have had their credit downgraded. Don't worry. They're going to get a bailout. They might get sold to a mega bank that itself is too big to fail. My friends at Swiss America have been sounding the alarm about a secret war on cash, the all-out assault on our freedoms. With soaring interest rates, squeezing the economy, banks teetering on collapse, Swiss America wants to help you protect your hard-earned assets right now. They have a report, The Secret War on Cash, how government and business are working together to steer you towards spinning with plastic so they can oversee what you're doing, spy on you, and also deny you the ability to purchase things and build your social credit score. You should read this report on The Secret War on Cash. You can get it for free by calling or texting my full name, Eric Erickson, to 800-289-2646. The all-out war on cash includes digital forms of currency. It is spreading. So get the report for free. Just mention Eric Erickson when you call or text 800-289-2646, 800-289-2646. You can also go to SwissAmerica.com slash Eric. That's SwissAmerica.com slash E-R-I-C-K. Or call or text him 800-289-2646. Message and data rates might apply. This podcast is sponsored by Talkspace. May is Mental Health Awareness Month, and Talkspace, the leading virtual therapy provider, is encouraging people to talk it out in therapy. By talking or texting with a supportive, licensed therapist at Talkspace, you'll gain insights, discover truths, and experience breakthroughs that will improve how you live and how you feel. With Talkspace, just answer a few questions online, and you'll be matched with a therapist. And because you'll meet your therapist online, you don't have to take time off work or arrange childcare. You'll meet on your schedule, whenever you feel most at ease. Plus, Talkspace works with most major insurers. And most insured members only pay a $25 copay or less. No insurance? No problem. If you want to make progress toward a mentally healthier place, Talkspace is here for you. Now get $80 off your first month with promo code SPACE80 when you go to Talkspace.com. Match with a licensed therapist today at Talkspace.com. Save $80 with code SPACE80 at Talkspace.com. This hour of the program brought to you by First Liberty Building and Loan. Wherever you are nationwide, they can help your business. The phone number is 877-973-7425. And go check out First Liberty at firstlibertyga.com. See if they can help you. Let's see. I want to go take Nate's phone call real quick. Nate, welcome to the show. Hey, Eric. Thanks. Um, quick question for you on the court thing. So if, if the Supreme Court rules that presidents are immune from prosecution for official ask, or official acts, except for those, you know, that could that could lead to impeachment and conviction by the Senate, and then remands it back down to the district court. Isn't there going to be a hearing then on whether or not the acts conducted by Trump were official in his official capacity, and yes. which is then subject to interlocutory appeal that'll go all the way back up again? Uh-huh. Yep. Okay. Yep. Yeah. I, I figured that there's yeah, I, I mean, and, and so this do, is do the you thing think it's too. Go that way? Yeah, I mean, this this is this is what the left is forgetting too. If, if that happens, that's also going to put this trial. There was no way it was ever going to happen this year. The wheels of justice grind slowly, and they know that. So yeah, I yeah, it, so it's, it's, go it's, ahead. It's, it sounds like no matter what they rule, it's, unless they just adopt the 
the D.C. court's ruling, you know, it's, it's going to flounder in appeals court hell for the next, you know, year or so. Yeah, abs- absolutely. It is. Uh, and, and, you know, that's just the that's the nature of the beast. It's, that's such a, a great, great issue. Now, Charlie said, hey, can you explain Nate in, in like easy language? <laughs> yeah. So, OK. So there are appeals like uh, interlocutory appeals. So there are some decisions that a trial court makes that can't be appealed until the end of trial. And then you can go through the appellate process. But there are other appeals that can be appealed before the trial goes to trial. And those tend to be the issues that set the parameters by which the trial will take place. So, for example, is this an official or is this an official act or a campaign act by Donald Trump? If the judge says it's a campaign act, well, that shapes the parameters of the court case and the trial and what they can and cannot hear a trial. So that can go on appeal to the Supreme Court before the trial begins. If it's a a random procedural matter that doesn't affect the parameters of how the case can be argued in court, well, that can wait until after the case is over. You may not get all of those nuances, but the lawyer should. And so anyone who's a lawyer out here who thinks that this is that this is outside the bounds of normal stuff for the Supreme Court is is flat out wrong. And, you know, the most disturbing thing is, is there's a University of Michigan law professor who used to be a U.S. attorney who's tweeting today. She teaches law students. She's saying the right to a speedy trial isn't just for the defendant, but for the people as well. No, the hell it's not under the United States Constitution. The Sixth Amendment applies for the accused, the accused has the right to a speedy trial, not the people. Remember, in our due process system, every advantage goes to the defendant, including the presumption of innocence until being proven guilty. The left that claims Donald Trump is the authoritarian totalitarian, they're proving that they are who they say he is. It's a mirror image here. They do not care about due process. They don't care about rights. They don't care about justice. They care about getting Donald Trump out of this race by any means necessary because they know Joe Biden's going to lose. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.